and welcome to A Moment to Accelerate, a progressive podcast for progressive practitioners. With myself, Rebecca Parker, and computing and IT specialist Matt Warm from RGS Grange in Worcester. Matt, we're back. Yay, it's been Episode a little while. Three. It's been a while. This is probably the... Uh, you know, one of those episodes where you've come a few ways into, you know, a few a few steps into the series, and now this is probably the the one that could make or break it. Uh, <laughs> how do you that. feel about that? Um, well, I felt fine until you said that. Okay, um, we've had a bit of a break. It's been half term, and it's been very busy here, hasn't it? Oh, it's yeah, the school that never sleeps. Yes. Um, we're right in the middle of report season right now, aren't we? So. Yeah. This is yeah. this is a welcome break to be to be sat with you, just having a little bit of a chat about stuff we're we're really passionate about, um, embedding technology in in meaningful, you know, in a meaningful sense yeah, into absolutely. into the curriculum. Um, so, what's what's tonight's uh, podcast about then? Um, well, I think really it's enhancing English and literacy with our DLP program, so our digital learning program. Perfect. So we thought we would, um, as well as inviting some very special guests, I thoroughly enjoyed last week's with Dave Basfield uh, about mental too. health. I also feel like I've been far more reflective of my own well-being as well since we had that discussion. I thought it was really powerful, actually. Yeah, so much we can all take away. Mm. Um, so tonight we're going to look at, over the next few weeks, we're going to we're going to pick out sort of different aspects, aren't we? Different strands of the curriculum. Um, and I suppose from a personal point of view, but also what we've seen in practice, um, yeah. How does technology um, a- enable us to to do things in a different way, in a more um, mm-hmm. how can I describe this in, in in a way that we couldn't do without technology? Yeah. Almost so redefining, it's really enhancing what we do rather than just being an add-on. I yeah, think I think that's balance, that, that, that's what we've that's the route we've come down over the last few years, isn't it? Mm. I think we we started the sort of the DLP five or six years ago, and it was about trying to sort of use it. Really, there might have been times when technology was pretty forced in lessons. Yeah, and now I think in terms of sort of refining what we're doing, so many times we don't use technology, but when it is used, it, it can we can do things that we couldn't mm. do without. It's very powerful when it's used. I think it's worth noting that actually probably a lot of what we're going to talk about today. It's probably more aimed at upper key stage two. I spend very little time with key stage one, so I don't feel like I can comment. No, I know that so much goes on down there um, that I would love to have some of the key stage one practitioners come in and talk about. Um, but these are really sort of my, I suppose, the apps and things that I use the most that I have found most exciting for the children, but also most effective for me as a teacher as well so I'm quite excited to have a have a chat about some of these fantastic and I, don't, I think the lovely thing about tonight we haven't really got a format we're just going to talk through share some ideas share experiences yeah. um, anything that we do mention in the show will be noted in the in the notes on anchor mm-hmm. um, so if you are interested you can follow up on those links um, and also uh, follow us on Twitter if you're not already doing so. Uh, we're more than happy to continue these discussions. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Do you want to just say what your Twitter handle is? Okay, so mine is pretty easy, actually. Uh, it's at Matt Warren, so M-A-T-T-W-A-R-N-E. Perfect. I am at RP Teachers. Okay. Easy, easy. Good, good, good. And again, they'll be in the, uh, in the, in the podcast notes. So let's, let's get on then. So um, I suppose for me, being a teacher... I was once uh, a few years ago, a year six, year five and six, lit- well, a teacher who, who taught every subject. I love teaching literacy. Mm. There's something about it that, that makes learning just come to life in a classroom. I'd agree. I would say that um, English is probably my specialism um, and it's the thing that I get most excited about teaching. Every unit that comes up, 
you know, I say to my class, oh, this is my favourite thing that we do. And they're, they're always like, no, Miss Fung, you say that every time. That's nice, though. If you it can be really inspired nice. about something. It's really nice. Uh, and that will often come across with the kids. Um, I've, personally, now, the one thing that was a real, I'll, I'll use this term, um, you know, sporadically throughout the show. But the, the real game changer for me <laughs> was, was, the, was the camera on the iPad. When I started, um, I started on this journey with only a few iPads in the classroom. Yeah. But to be able to take a picture of a pupil's work on the camera, um, this was prior to being able to mark it up, mm-hmm. and just to be able to display that on the screen, get the kids around, just basically giving a, a platform for showcasing some quality examples, yeah. or even flipping that of, of ways of just opening the classroom, breaking down barriers, and getting pupils to say, well, okay, there's some really good things here. Mm. You know, that peer moderation. You know? Yes, do you know, I've actually written something. I don't want to there. steal your thunder. No, please don't. Um, but I think, you know, like you said earlier, when there would have been a point when we were forcing technology, and I think a lot of that came from trying out so many different apps and things that were becoming readily available. But actually, I've almost gone full circle, and I'm now back to the Apple Basics. Mm. And they are so powerful, and I think using those effectively has completely changed my classroom. Yeah, there's less emphasis, isn't there? And, oh, miss, I haven't got this app yeah. or this app or uh, someone who manages the whole, the whole site, the network, the actual yeah. deployment of these, of these apps. There's, there's less pressure, isn't there? Mm. You've got, um, I mean, built into the iPad, you've got a fantastic camera, which you can mark up photos mm-hmm. on. That in itself is, is a huge, huge tool, isn't it? It is, and I mean, I find it most beneficial just looking at, you know, looking at a piece of text and actually modelling how to annotate text effectively has been so useful. Obviously, we're really lucky because we've got the Apple Pencils as well. Um, and it's just been so effective to show actually how what important pieces you can extract, what you should highlight, what mm. notes to make around that. And actually, I think the analysis of text within my classroom has, has significantly improved because of that modelling. And it's so simple. And prior to that, you could talk about it, mm. but you couldn't ever get 20 to 30 children to actually visually see no, what you're or doing. doing it together, just collaborating. Um even on the first paragraph, so that they then go on to annotate the rest has been really incredible. Yeah, that, that, that's so powerful, the, the being able to model the work. Mm. So I think that's a good starting point, isn't it? Yeah, the absolutely. camera on the iPad and marking yeah. it up. We've only really, uh, what, 18 months had Apple Pencils for teachers. Mm. How do you find that has, has had an impact on, I your, would say on that your teaching? I, I would probably say that I use my Apple Pencil every day whether it's in English or whether it's, you know, modelling something on, on the iPad to do with maths or completing a test paper, modelling how I would actually show how they should work out um, their answers and things within a maths test as well is really effective. So I do just find it really useful to have. Yeah, I think that's a common theme. Mm. Um, e- even as a, as a computing teacher, a lot of the work I've done at the start of the year is on internet safety. So... Mm. Um, what I've been able to do, really, we've been testing out the Logitech crayons, and uh, they're fantastic bits of kit. Yeah. Cheaper than the Apple pencils. They're made by Apple. Um, the only thing you've not got is the touch-sensitive ability, uh, which mm. you'd probably need for, the, for for some some high-end artwork. But what it's enabled me to do is basically to to put sort of some some keynotes together, some presentations, um, share those out with the pupils. We're going to talk about Shobi later mm-hmm. as a, a way of distributing, getting those out to the pupils on their iPads. Um, and it basically, what it's enabled me to do is to have less hands up, one person talking, the rest of the class listening. And we say, well, okay, we've discussed this bit now. I'm going to give you five minutes 
you can reflect on this on your iPads, use your Logitech crane, um, and they've got space where they can note their ideas down, they can embed sound files, they could even put a little video file mm -hmm. in there. So what it does, it allows all those pupils in the classroom to be active participants. That is huge, isn't it, in terms of... It is. I would say that it's probably almost replaced, for me, the use of mini whiteboards as well. So mm. we'll have, um, you know, jotting down on, on the iPads using the Logitech pencils or the Apple pencils, and then we'll mirror everyone's screens at once on the board. So it's so much more collaborative in that sense that we're all commenting on each other's work, whereas before it would have been, you know, show me kind of thing with the, with the whiteboards. Yeah, which had its place it and did, was definitely. part of the journey there, wasn't yeah. it? Um, and I love it when you've started to use something and it's so firmly embedded in your classroom that you suddenly think, how did I exist? How did I used to mm. actually be a teacher without this tool? That's when I think you know you found something that is having a huge impact. Yeah, it's um, yeah, so, so a good starting point. <laughs> yeah, We've got a camera, absolutely. Apple Pencil and some marking up. And I think for up. me with the camera as well, the one thing I use it for probably the most is this peer assessing. I can't bear the idea of having someone spend you know a good few hours working on a piece of work and then having a peer scribble all over it it upsets me a little bit but i've gotten over that by take they take a picture of each other's work and then they mark it up on their ipad yep. and then we print off that markup so it's not altering the original piece of work but it's still got so it's a bit of a win-win there really, it's, isn't a, it's it? a total win-win for me with the presentation of yep. books um but also we're still getting that so, really so beneficial feedback from people. What you've got, what you've got then, is you, you've got traditional methods. Mm. You? It meets technology. Yeah. Uh, we blended haven't got com absolutely. Yeah, it is a completely blended classroom. You haven't got technology just taking over, replacing these traditional methods. Mm. Um, but I like that. You've still yeah. got your handwriting. You've still got these these peer to peer conversations going on. But what you've got is another layer to that. Yes. And that's that's yeah, that's really powerful. Yeah, um, I agree. Fantastic. So I suppose, um, I mean, we could talk about the camera all night, actually, but I think that's a, that's a fantastic area to start with. Um, where would you, should we, do you want to talk about workflow? I would love to. Shobi is, I think I'm probably Shobi's number one fan. Okay. I, as you said earlier, you know, how, that's one of the, the pieces of technology that I think, how did I exist mm. um, without it? Obviously, I wasn't teaching long before Shobi um, had become readily available. But I just don't know how I got through my training without it. Just distributing files yes. can be on the fly, can yeah. be very well prepared. Um, I'd say it forms the basis of my whole journey in computing with each class. Mm. They will have their, their, their learning objectives, support sheets, extension sheets, um, you know, some, some, some space for them to get their ideas mm. down. And, you know, thinking about support sheets and things... I think it's really important that we're able to differenti differentiate, but it's almost anonymous in that sense because you can just share mm. certain documents with certain pupils as well. Yeah, so that's a new no feature, isn't it? You, you can you can specify exactly mm. who you send certain files to, mm. so it's not just you're dropping something in for the whole class now. You can do that, but you can also specify, can't you? Yeah. That's sort of really higher-end differentiation, which I think yeah. is incredible. And it's so low-key that it becomes just embedded into mm. our practice, which is exactly what differentiation should be, in my opinion. Yeah, it should just sit in the background. Uh, it, what it doesn't do is put a ceiling mm. on people's ability to, hold on, well, what's that group doing? I want to try that. You know, what it does enable you to do is to have this just seamless flow doesn't it, through yeah. your classroom. Well, you've got the pupils who you wouldn't necessarily expect to be able to attempt stuff, but 
do you know what? If we put a ceiling on that, we're never going to know, are we? Exactly. Um, so I think that, that is, that's really powerful. I know in pre-prep, key stage one, so year one and two, um, what we've started to utilize all of our old iPads, so iPad 4s. They're about five years old. Mm. They're still doing a fantastic job. Again, they've got a camera. Again, they've got a Shaby. Uh, I think basically between those two, they are, they are paying us back um, hugely. Teachers are using two things really here. One, Shaby for distribution of work. Individuals now have everything they need. They can zoom in. Um, they can use the accessibility features to change the contrasting background, mm-hmm. bold text, make it larger. I mean, you can't do that on a sheet, can you? No, you can't. Or you can it's spend a so long time with the photocopier. And the, the joy is that they're personalising it for themselves. Yeah. And they're meeting their own needs. Absolutely. Yeah, they can make, make little notes or the teacher can add additional comments on there as well mm. for pupils. That's it. I mean, feedback-wise as well, you know, children can upload their, their finished pieces of work and then you can give feedback with a voice note or you can write a comment. You can annotate onto their work as well. There are so many different avenues that you can do with it. It's a really powerful Have app. you found that has changed your, your marking? I think it's probably um, reduced significantly with our independent work projects yeah. that the children do. Um, so I'll be able to watch them present their project, give a very quick um, voice note straight away in the moment. Hmm. And, yeah, so that's, that's helped significantly. Does that make you reflect on marking as a whole, literacy marking? Because I, I used to spend, I mean, I used to have 31 pupils in my class, and I used to spend a good two, two and a half hours mm. when we had a larger piece of writing. You know, most evenings in the week, just to keep on top of everything. How much of the, of the actual marking do you think pupils will... I, I did used to give them time to read and to reflect, but how much do you think they were taking in, rather, as opposed to having a conversation with that pupil? I would definitely agree that I think having that conversation and that verbal feedback is far more relevant for them, because I do feel, and I don't agree with it, but a lot of my class will just look through a book for house points. So where, you know, it, yeah. I suppose Shobi is giving... They, they tent, enjoy yeah. listening to, to your actual comment, and I think they take much more from that mm. than just whizzing through a piece of a comment that I've written. It's quite nice, isn't it, when they put the headphones on. Yeah. Right, look at line two. Look at how you started this, uh, this, sent- this mm. sentence, you know. Front of the verbial. So Did that work? I, I, I think that's... It's, yeah. Um, but I think as well as um, we've talked about sharing resources with the children, but I would say that... I probably use it most with sharing resources with my team. So we set up our own staff classes. And then it's almost, um, you know, where we keep our resources for the following year or we quickly share things. And it's it's so seamless. And then the individual teacher will then just copy it into their own class. Oh, right, yeah. Um, So we use that probably within every subject. And it just reduces everybody's workload, really. I'll have to come and look at that. No, you should. I find myself copying classes from the past. Um, no, so editing documents have, yeah, but you're just we'll doing a, it without inviting people yeah we'll have a star file that's just only accessible by teachers and then we you know we use the folder function which is a new feature well relatively new feature in Shobi, which has totally changed how we're able to organize those files within a class um, and then you can just see the copy the file or you can copy the individual assignment or you can copy just one sheet that you've put in there yeah. so you can still individualize it for your class that everybody has access to those resources. And um, it's a nice bank for if you, you know, have a total nightmare and you haven't backed up your computer and you lose everything, it's there. And I love how we're starting this sort of journey, literacy, you know, English writing, but actually what we've done is we've drifted through to 
teaching, you know, teaching this subject, and we've we, we've looked at productivity, and mm-hmm. now this is about workload. Yeah. You know, I'm talking about all that time marking, uh, and then you're sort of weighing that up against the efficiency and how much pupils are actually gaining from that. Mm. I compare it to how I mark now. Uh, yes, shock factor, I do have marking in computing IT. Um, so at the end of most sessions, I will ask the kids to either record what they've done from their screen, and we're pretty fortunate. They do most of their coding in, let's say, Scratch on the iMacs. On the iPads, they'll use that as a, as a camera tool. They'll film their code whilst actually telling me what, what they think has gone well, mm-hmm. uh, what they're going to be working on next time, and challenges they've faced. I mean, from a, just from a teacher perspective, how empowering is that for you to actually be able to evidence all the work that they're doing, which previously, I would assume, in CNIT... It was really quite, quite was tough. quite tough. You feel actually, you're, you're working so hard, but, you know, in terms of that sort of visible evidence, it. we don't have a literacy book. No, and um, I suppose that's the curse of being a teacher because we do, although we know we're doing all of these wonderful things, in the back of our minds, we're always thinking, oh, how can I evidence this mm. so somebody else knows that I've done, I've yeah. achieved something? Um, and actually, it's easing that for you which is fantastic yeah well I, I must say we're completely going off off a tangent here um but we're hopefully having another tv fitted for trilby tv for mm. digital signage and that is going to be um i'm probably going to take over that with quite a bit of computing work and digital work mm. um that i can kind of share and give the kids an audience because i think that's so so important um that might be something we can we can discuss a little bit later you know that that audience that bigger picture in literacy yeah because I think technology has allowed us to do that, hasn't it? So to, to, to actually give kids this meaningful, tangible um, approach to you're doing this task, but actually it's for this reason. Mm. How do you? How has that? You know, how have you sort of factored that into your your work with the pupils? Um, I think it's probably become most evident when we've been inspired by authors, and you know, social media plays a big part in this, and being able to access authors on Twitter and, you know, the children, yes, they might not actually, you know, communicate with those authors, but they know they're there and they know there's a chance that the work that they're doing is being recognised by someone else. For example, last year, totally unrelated to English, but um, in Humanities, with the fossils, do you remember that that clips video that Zara made? Yes. And we put that on our school Twitter feed um, and it got so much attention, and she was incredibly proud of that, yeah. as we all were. Um, and I just think that's really powerful that they're getting recognition externally. Yeah, I think it's those moments, isn't it, when you can it's you can special. offer offer the pupils, uh, you know, a way to get their work shown, um, seen by more people mm. than just the teacher or the people in their classroom. I think that's really really important. Um, I was a huge advocate of the the hundred word challenge. Now this was run by a lady called Julie Skinner. Um, it's um, you can find it hundred wc dot net. Uh, it's still running, uh, and I'm um, th- th- this was one thing that had huge huge impact on writing for me as a teacher. I set up um, I set up a blog for the class. I used um, Google's Blogger, um, and that was a great learning curve as well. But every week I would pitch a little challenge. There'll be a little stimulus. It might be, uh, it might be a small picture. It might be the start of the start of a small story. Um, and what the pupils had to do first few weeks, they found this really difficult. After about term, they loved it. Mm. Absolutely, were thriving in trying to use different words, different language. Um, and what we did with this was was basically every week they would upload their own work onto the blog. Um, we didn't do it officially through the 100 word challenge but you can 
and there's prizes and things like that. But I wanted it to do to, to be accessible for all, not just for those really, really um, quality young writers, but to inspire all of them. Yeah. Um, and then what we did, we, we, we linked up with another few local schools um, and set up, and we called it the Malvern Bloggers. Uh, it just so happened there was a jogging group at the time called the Malvern Joggers. <laughs> uh, and we kind of had a bit of a play on that, really, uh, with words sort of going over the Malvern Hills. And what would happen then, in week one, we would uh, be the focus school. The other two or three schools uh, would all have access to our blog uh, and would have set time in the week where they would actually go onto the blog and to comment on someone's work. And so if you do that with two or three schools, what you've got then is one pupil has got, let's say, three to four comments on their work, not just from their teacher, but from mm. a wider audience. Um, and then week two, what we did, we, we, we swap it over. And then we actually, as well as getting peer-to-peer moderation, you know, we had a little bit of spare time, we'd get them to comment on each other's work as mm. well uh, and then try and sh- sort of showcase that. Absolutely. And I suppose within that, you're also embedding an understanding of etiquette online and commenting on things, which is so in, in such a digitalized world that's something that children need to be prepared for with yeah it's that start to social media if we can again as you said with with sort of demonstrating how to to assess a piece of writing well we can actually really model that now and i'm actually commenting on the kids work and the kids stories um and the the term we used was take pride in your comments you know really really take pride in what you are putting out there it's it's digital literacy isn't it it's 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 a huge huge area that we've we've got to you know we've we've got to constantly monitor and, and enable our pupils to be digital citizens really. Um, so f- for me that 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 hundred word challenge was my I think my first real way into into sort of enabling kids to have a, a wider audience. And as you said, we tried to sort of hook up on Twitter with most of the Worcester Warriors team. Um, we had quite a few well-known authors. Mm. The kids would challenge me each week to find an author that they loved to actually see if we can get them to comment on the work. And we had some really well-known authors at the time. Um, yeah. And the, the look on their faces when you had you know, a published author commenting, saying, you really inspired me. What a lovely piece of writing. Um, you know, that opening. It's so powerful, isn't it? And it's so you know, easily accessible. But it means so much to the children when, you, when you're able to do to do something like that yeah so i think yeah that that that's so important isn't it trying to use technology to get to to be a platform a mechanism Mm. um to yeah to give kids a window really and an opportunity to 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 have their work shared shared beyond so i mean thinking about sharing beyond how how have you found publishing publishing children's work maybe not on social media but just maybe around school or digitally um, I think my, my, my go-to would probably be Book Creator. I love that. I think it works with mm. younger younger pupils and you know and the older pupils. We use that in so many different projects. Um, that, that, that's a really nice tool, isn't it? It's so easy to use. Basic technology, again, sits in the background. Kids can then publish something that looks really good. Video embeds, sound embed. They're interactive, you know, they're interactive books, aren't they? It's yes, something they are. that we couldn't just do um, on, with pen and paper. We're taking it to sort of the next level. Uh, lovely, lovely tools now for the younger younger audiences where they can actually have the book read to them, which I think is really nice and really powerful. Um, if you team anything like that, you can obviously export these as videos. This is one of my favorite tools to do. And then using um, HP Reveal, which was formerly Erasmus, mm. um, getting a PDF of the front cover of the book, putting it on the wall, attaching that uh, as a HP Reveal, 
and what you've got is some augmented reality is scan that cover and then you've got the whole book that plays to you so really giving them an audience so for, for me the book creator and HP Reveal kind of just sit hand in hand yes. for, for publishing. I'd say I'd probably use Book Creator less. Um, I use it quite effectively in art at the moment to have a digital portfolio of their work, which again, thinking about teacher workflow, very handy for me when writing reports that I'm not taking home a physical portfolio of you know, 38 children, but instead I've got access to all of their work just on through Shobi, they would upload it onto Shobi. It's so powerful though, isn't it, to be able to just tap into what they've done that day, that lesson, rather than just mm-hmm. trawling through the books, opening the page. You know, actually, again, it's, it's efficiency, isn't it? This yes. is, again, a workload tool. And really, that's what using technology should be about. It should be about making work easier and, and, and you know... Yeah, I think efficiency for pupils, but also for teachers. Yeah. That, that, that they've, they've got to go hand in hand. Uh, pages is is something I've been using quite a lot more actually. Uh, I've just just produced a really nice guided reading scheme, mm. or sorry, guided reading, um, not so much a scheme, uh, a reflective tool. Pupils finish reading a book, or before they actually they take a picture of the front cover. They make predictions. They find words within the actual text they didn't understand. They go and find definitions. So what you do is you have this sort of a journey throughout the book and a sort of a finished product as well. So that's something I'm sort of trialling at the yeah. moment. The kids are really enjoying it. Yeah, I can imagine. And then what I'd like to do with that, instead of it just staying on the iPads, is to actually, they'll export, they'll send that to me, uh, and then I'll get those up on the Trilby TV. We'll have those right the way around school. Um, a little bit like um, Netflix. We've recently had AppFlix, haven't we, up in the yes, staff room? Yes, Our favourite apps and how they're used. Just scrolling around like the sort of the Netflix film reviews. Um, but also BookFlix is next for us. So, so to I'm get their, their book that. reviews and, yeah. and get, you know, get... But again, get it's, it's, it's adding another level to that reading for pleasure. If they know that they're going to read a book, do some feedback on it and review it, and actually that's then going to be published, they're going to find that much more enjoyable. Yeah, and it gives them, it gives them a platform, doesn't it? If their if they're book review's up on the wall scrolling through and every child in the school has a chance to see, you know, their, their picture and their review... It's giving literacy this podium, isn't it? This it platform is. of which this is a really cool subject. And look what that child's done, you know? Oh, wow, I want I to read that one. And I think, you know, at, at our school, we are very much about pupil voice. And it's just adding another layer onto that, isn't it? Having, having their voice with the work that they're doing as well. Yeah, huge aspect, huge, mm. huge sort of step forward, I think, in what we're trying to do with the, with the technology. Go on, where are we going to go next then? I, I, do you want me to go into... Well, I don't really ever want to just dump, you know, go, go into apps, but this one had a massive impact on me. Um, Alan Peets, I was a huge fan, still am. Uh, he brought out the exciting, exciting sentences yes. years and years ago. Yeah. I used to have them all over my walls as a, as a literacy teacher. Um, he brought out an app, Exciting Sentences. You can still get it now, but it's personalised to the kids. So basically they can make notes about all these different exciting sentences. Um, and they could use that whilst they're writing to basically up-level their own work. Oh, wow. So that, that for me, was a fantastic, fantastic Yeah, I can tool. imagine. So I would do something like that very archaically now, I'm thinking. Okay. Um, just on some sugar paper and that, but actually this, that's another avenue where I could probably embed um, the DLP into, into something I do weekly. Yeah, I mean, it just sits in the, sits in the background. 
I'm just showing Rebecca now. Obviously, the podcast isn't a great visual tool, but can you imagine myself sharing an iPad with Rebecca and actually demonstrating what I'm doing? So you've got two tools. You can say I'm working on my own or working with a group. Um, basically, you've got the different sentence types. So, for example, boys, but, or yet, or so, to, to expand sentences. Two A, two adjectives, similes. And basically, you, you work your th- way through. This is my favorite one of all time. If, 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 then. And I love this type of a sentence. Um, so basically, uh, three dependent clauses, one after the other. Uh, an example. If the alarm had gone off, comma. If the bus had been on time, comma. If the road repairs had been completed, comma. Then his life would not have been destroyed. Ooh. Look at that for a, for, a, for a starter to a story. You know, that's so powerful, isn't it? And it's so, just the titles of those, rather than, you know, talking about um, dependent clauses and things, they're, they're going to be mo- so much more excited by that. Sorry, I'm laughing because we're now sat in we, darkness. We are sat in darkness. There's, the lights have gone off. We've not moved enough. There's just the light from our <laughs> microphone. Uh, excuse me for a second. We'll go really professional. No, I'm, I'm really pleased you've shared that, actually. That's something that I've not used. Um, that I'm, I'm really excited to try, actually. Well, and it's exciting sentences. Well, you know. there you go. It's <laughs> aptly named. Um, you know, and I think that's the point of this podcast. There, there will be things that um, aren't relevant to, to other practitioners, but actually it's about giving things a go and seeing whether you can embed it into your, into your classroom in a meaningful way. Perfect. What else uh, is, is on your hit list? So for me, um, a big favourite from this year... Um, is garage band. I've been trying to implement that where possible into my English uh, schemes of work and I'm loving it. Fantastic. Well, I mean, you attended the, the regional training centre, mm-hmm. didn't you? The course I did, we did. And I was inspired. So I attended the podcast like a diva session. <laughs> I love and the title. I thought, <laughs> I did, and I thought, yes, I can be a diva. I could do this. I could have a class of divas. Um, and actually, I found it really really exciting for the children so we were for example studying um a midsummer night's dream so a bit of shakespeare can be a little irrelevant to Mm. children nowadays you know it's a it's a significantly classic piece of text yeah um and we ended up you know the character dynamics in a midsummer night's dream are very convoluted it's you know a bit of a love pentagon going on um and we ended up creating an agony aunt podcast it was really cool. Um, so we looked at the features of podcasting and we would have a podcast host and then we'd have characters from the play ringing up and recording this whole show. And it was, you know, I, I can imagine doing something like that whilst, um, you know, hot seating at the front of a classroom, but actually producing something. And it's about that evidencing again and being able to have something sort of tangible. I mean, it's digital, so it's not really tangible. But it was so exciting, and the children loved doing it. And that's the important thing, isn't it? I've never seen so much excitement, actually, from a Shakespeare unit. Uh, it all, you know, it's like anything, isn't it? It depends how it's taught, but the pupils you saw were absolutely inspired. They thoroughly, thoroughly enjoyed that. And, you know, it's those learning spaces. They broke out of the classroom. They were in little clusters, weren't they? Absolutely. And um, they're still, you know, they're still showing all of the skills that you hope for with character analysis, um, understanding of the story, but embedding it into something that would exist in the 21st century. And I think it's making it relevant for them, and that adds to the excitement. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Oh, it's good to see you're using a bit of podcasting. Yes. Well, well, I'm um, also, whilst I'm on GarageBand and my recording um, skills, I'd say, well, maybe the skill set of my class rather than me. Um, so we've also been looking at 
um, pre-1900 text, so we were looking at the War of the Worlds. Um, and there's this, there was this really interesting um, radio broadcast when, um, from a drama group, probably in the, I think it was in the 70s, where they were enacting um, a chapter from the War of the Worlds and people that were tuning in thought it was a real radio broadcast okay. about Martians invading. I thought, oh, I've got a copy of this. So we ended up doing our own versions of that, but again, eliciting the language that, yeah. um, that's used in the text absolutely phenomenal piece of oh, work oh incredible yeah really you know, exciting. You, uh, if i was a pupil today i think you know it brings these subjects to life it does. doesn't it it really really does who wouldn't want to record um a news broadcast on martians invading absolutely that's the question isn't it but isn't it just yeah. that's the question of our time it's rhetorical <laughs> i think um, yeah so i'd say yeah scourge band is something that i previously hadn't used um started in january giving it a try and i would say those are the two areas um, that I've found it most effective and I'm looking forward to finding more as this year progresses as well. Fantastic, it's great, so so good, so so nice to have a, a space isn't it to share these ideas. Um, our time's ticking but there's just a few more things I'd love to just share uh, with, with yourself and the community. Um, I'm, I'm just hoping someone might just find one of these really really useful. Uh, well something I found is called Adobe Spark Yes, um, I've not heard of this. Is another new okay, lovely, new lovely thing app. Um, basically, it's purely about simplicity. So, if we're going to do uh, recording stories, basically, you've got a huge bank of really simple graphics, a bit like in Keynote, those mm. simple graphics you've yeah. got there. You just choose one simple graphic, uh, and then you just record your voice over it. Uh, so, so easy to do. I've done it with year threes up to year sixes. The end result is so, so professional. And it's all about the voice. It's all about them recording their voice and listening to the, you know, the tone, the pauses, the, um, yeah. the effect. See, I've, I've used clips um, to achieve similar results. So we, we've recently done a unit on poetry, um, which is really enjoyable. The children enjoy it. Um, but when, you, when, you're actually, when you've written it, where is that emotion? Mm. How, do you, how do you get the children to to allude to that emotion when they're just writing it in a book. And we've actually been using clips to create performance poetry pieces. So they'll have written their poetry. And then like Adobe Spark, they would choose a simple background on clips, record over it, adding a few sound effects mm. here and there. Um, but then linking back to HP Reveal, we'll then put a still up on the wall of that. Yeah. And then, you know, we can hear the, p the poetry being read by, by the authors of that piece of poetry. And, and it's not lost in a book, is it? No, it's, it's, it's there not. to be shared, and we've got this wider audience. And again, you know, we're coming back to that mm. technology being used to do something to redefine this learning experience. Anyone can scan this and listen to, let's say, Oscar's piece of writing from last yeah. week. Uh, you know, this can be weeks into the future. And, Absolutely. Know. And it's things like, you know, if we've got Mr. Hughes, our headmaster, coming around, he can scan things and he can get a flavour of, of individuals' work as well, or if we've got prospective parents. Mm. So it's a really powerful tool, actually. I love that. I love the sort of the, you know, the clips, that, that creativity, how, you know, you think, ooh, movie making. Um, this is just about, you know, just just making a movie. It's so much more, isn't it's it? So you, that you, and ba I, I think clips as well for, you know, teaching concepts in literacy. So, so quick and easy, yeah. isn't it, as a teacher, to make simple content. <laughs> That's memorable for, for, for pupils mm. to and replay as well. Because they, you know, again, you can share it via Shobi and then they can refer back to it constantly. So you're no longer just teaching in discrete hours. 
and the children have access to all of this input, whether they're at home doing their homework or during the holidays if they want to, <coughs> excuse me, just have some revision. Mm. Very powerful. Yeah, okay. Mm. Uh, one to finish then. Uh, might be a controversial one now um, for the, for the die-hard uh, newspaper reader. Uh, big fan of First News. We just invested as a school uh, in the digital version of this. Mm. Um, so far, it's going pretty well. I've, I've actually been using it in my debating club. Um, and it's been really useful, actually, just having it to hand and so easily accessible. So we've been looking at the children will choose an article <coughs> and um, they then have to create a counter-argument and an argument agreeing with what's being said in the, in the, in the newspaper article. And it's just, it's just adding another layer to sort of current affairs and an understanding of the wider world as well. It makes it so much more accessible, doesn't mm. it? Because I think anyone who's read First News... They just do it in a way that just draws you in. Absolutely. And again, although you could research, so for me, I know that the children that come to my debate club all have iPads. They could just research some current affairs. But there's that knowledge for me that it's safe and it's appropriate whilst not capping the children. I must. I personally enjoy reading it myself. So do I. <laughs> you know, there's articles that really, really uh, get, 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 you know, that I enjoy, that I'm passionate about. I'll do further reading, but actually it does give you a lovely little oversight in what's going on in our world today. And actually that's really nice for the children as well to know that you enjoy reading that, but actually you'll go on and broaden that. And mm. particularly for Upper Key Stage 2, that's really important, that sense of wider reading from an initial, um, an, an initial piece of text. Yeah, so, so important. Well, I'm gonna, we're going to try and bring this to a close. It's been a really... A, a fantastic evening of just I think passionate chat really uh, that's from my opinion of listening to you talk about some of these things um, we've covered I mean we've covered camera haven't we the yeah. basics of an iPad not using apps just for the sake of it using things that can redefine the learner's experience yeah. we've, we've spoken about workflow haven't we workflow and actually workload and also I think one thing we didn't mention that Actually, what an environmental impact we're probably making as well, not constantly photocopying things. Our photocopying costs have actually significantly mm. reduced since the introduction to Shabi. Um, that's probably, we could do a podcast on, on, on that as, a, as an individual topic. I'm not sure how many listeners we'd have for that no, one. No, it's a bit uh, niche, isn't I'm going to come up with a good title. Okay. Uh, you know, Saving uh, the rainforest. <laughs> yeah, that, that might, that might draw in a few extras. <laughs> um, well, thank, thank you so much for your time tonight. Rebecca, it's, it's, as I said, it's been fantastic just going through these ideas of workflow. and. Yeah. Well, I feel that I can take away a couple of things that you've spoken about. Hopefully, you'll be able to use some of the ideas that I've suggested as well. And I really think that's, the, that's what this podcast is about, isn't it? It's about sharing ideas and you know, creating that sense of community and working together towards a common goal. Absolutely. We would love a shout out, uh, anyone to, to reach out to us on Twitter. Um, over the next few weeks, we're going to hopefully try and get another few, uh, at least another podcast in. So watch yes. this space. Um, taking a subject, I think, has been really, uh, really quite organic tonight. Uh, yeah. You know, I've had a chance to sort of reflect. I'm not an literacy teacher currently, but I do, you know, advise and get in classrooms and collaborate with teachers. And I love just seeing that passionate approach to uh, how technology can redefine a, an experience. Mm -hmm. um, so that's, that's, that's really cool. So uh, remember, uh, my Twitter handle is uh, Matt Warren. And Rebecca's is at RP Teachers. So from myself and myself. <laughs>
I it's been. Know where you were going no, with yeah, that. okay. Sorry. We could have signed off a little bit, yes, a little bit, a little bit slicker we there. Could, we could practice on that. Okay. We'll just re-record that. Bit. All right. Ready for next. <laughs> ready for the next one. Okay. Well, thank you very much for listening. We hope you enjoyed it. Um, please, if you could uh, give us any feedback, uh, if you've enjoyed, or you've got any recommendations for future things that we actually do or cover on these podcasts, we'd love to hear from you. <laughs>